it's time for your favorite game show, Misery and Company. The show that's for those really bad days where you wish you could just wake up and have a do-over. You know the ones. Our host today is as beautiful and talented as a unicorn on a unicycle. You know her. You love her. Give it up for Laura! Thank you, thank you. Thanks for watching Misery and Company, the show where if you think you've got it bad, you haven't seen anything yet. I have a bad feeling about this show today, and to see if my gut instinct is right, let's meet our first contestant. I have always been the hard-working, fun-loving kind of kid. I like sports, and every game's like a brand new adventure. Today was a pretty bad day. When the fridge dies and you just have chunky milk for your cereal in the morning, you know you're in for a rough start. Then there was football practice. Ever gone running in cold mud and rain? Yeah, I think I've got anybody's bad day licked. This is definitely one for the record books. Wow, that one is going to be hard to beat. Ladies and gentlemen, please make welcome Carson. Hey Laura, it's a displeasure to be here. I know honey, I know. Our second contestant for this week has a sob story that makes me want to sob myself. Let's meet her. It started on Tuesday. You know that scratchy cough that won't go away? Yeah, imagine that only with achy eyelids and a temperature. Sweaty, achy, and just gross feeling is not how I wanted to spend my time. And because of it, I missed a field trip to the state park on Thursday. Probably the worst day I can remember and I hope not to have another anything like it. That really sounds rough. I hope that she isn't still contagious. Friends, let's welcome our second contestant, Gwen. Hey. So, before we get started, you guys know how to play the game? Yeah, we take turns saying things about our day that went wrong. Then whoever has the most bad stuff wins. Right. Are you ready, Gwen? I think so, Laura. How about you, Carson? As ready as I'll ever be. Well, ready or not, here they come, right after this message from our sponsors. Portions of today's episode of Misery and Company were not recorded in front of a live studio audience unless you count our producer, Bernie. And we're back. Now let's get this game show started. We'll start with you, Carson. Laura, can we not with the whole game show thing? It's not helping. Aw, oh, come on, Carson. Don't you want to win? This isn't about winning. It's about being miserable. Of course it is, Gwen. That's how you win. Hi, girls. What's going on in here? Gwen and Carson had hard days, and I'm trying to cheer them up. It's not exactly working. Hard days, huh? That is a feat, considering it's not even 9 o'clock in the morning yet. No, we had bad days last week. I was so sick that I couldn't go on a field trip on Thursday. That's nothing. At least you had a breakfast that day. I had to wait till lunch because we didn't have a fridge that worked. See, Mr. Jacobs? Just like a game show. Who will win the most miserable award? <laughs> I see. Uh, anything I can help with? I can't think of any way. Except maybe if we can listen to the radio. Hmm, that might be a possibility. What are we going to do, Mr. Jacobs? Do? What do you mean, Laura? These gloomy girls, they aren't doing anything but complaining all morning. And listening to the radio doesn't seem to be helping. Hmm, I see what you mean. You guys know we can hear you, right? 
Yeah, it's not like we enjoy being miserable. Could have fooled me. We don't. It's weird. I want to be happy, but it's like I can't help but be sad about that one bad day. It's strange how that can happen, Gwen. The Bible even talks about this in Proverbs 17:22. There, God tells us that when something bad happens and we're sad about it, it's almost like a sickness that goes right down to our bones. The Bible says that? Well, if that's the disease, then what's the cure? Well, in the same verse it says that the medicine is having a cheerful heart. Well, that's great and all, but cheerfulness isn't exactly going to just take over my feelings because I need it to. Carson's right. Laura's been cheerful all morning and that hasn't made me feel any better. These are good points. Cheerfulness isn't always something that you can pull out of a hat. You need a reason to be cheerful. Thankfully, God has given us the best reason ever. Really? What is it? I think you know the answer. But I think a script might be a more fun way to point it out. I'll be right back. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the classic drama, The Tale of Jane Veljean, an adapted biblical teaching about good news. Once upon a time, in the land of France, there was a prison. All right, you scum, this is an avocation. You are all here because you did terrible things and this is the price you must pay. Among the prisoners, there was a lady. Who am I? Jane Belgene. She was in prison for many years for all kinds of crimes that she had committed. Lying, stealing, and kidnapping. I'm paying the price and soon I'll face the judge for my final sentencing. If only there was a way to make my life less miserable. One day, as she slaved away at her work, a messenger arrived with a letter for Jane. I think not. The prisoners have lost all privileges and they are not allowed to receive any letters at all. You will let me pass. My master will not be happy to hear that his message was not delivered. And who is the master of your house? The messenger whispered the name and the guard stepped aside. Are you Jane? Yes. I was told to give you this letter. You are to present it at your trial. But who sent it? You'll have to read it yourself. Jane took the letter out and read it. The news was so good that she leapt into the air for joy. All is not lost. I am so happy. I just have to wait one day more. The other prisoners were confused how someone could be so happy in the middle of prison. The guards were annoyed. Look down at her. Do you hear her singing? She'll be singing a different tune when tomorrow comes. The guards treated her extra badly that night. They tried to stop her from smiling, but to no avail. She held tight to her letter and slept soundly. The next morning, she was taken to court. Prisoner 10642, you have been brought here a second time for a hearing and... I have this, Your Honor. What? Let me see that letter. Hmm. Is this real? Before Jane could answer, a voice as loud as thunder called out. It is. Everyone turned to see who had spoken. Your majesty? Indeed, it is I, King Marius of Lumer, and I pardon this prisoner of all her crimes. She will be my child from this day forth and will not be a slave ever again. Yes, your majesty. The moral is that God has done great things for us, sending Jesus to save us from the punishment of the bad things we do. 
The Bible calls this the good news. And when we believe this news, it's pretty hard to worry about anything. And life will seem much, much less miserable. You know, Laura, you did a good job being the narrator for Mr. Jacob's script. Thanks, Carson. It was different not being a character, but I don't think I'd be a very good king. It was a good drama, Mr. Jacobs. Even though there are bad things in our lives, God's forgiveness and love are things we can be thankful for. Not a problem, Gwen. It is a lot easier to be happy when we remember everything that God has done for us. Everything else is small potatoes compared to that. Small potatoes? It's just a saying. I know what you mean, Carson. This happiness that comes from being forgiven and having hope is what a lot of people call the joy of the Lord. It not only makes being thankful despite hard times possible, it also makes being thankful for hard times possible. For hard times? How in the world are we supposed to be thankful for hard times? It does seem a little strange, but in 1 Thessalonians 5 and Philippians 3, it tells us that God has a reason for why you are going through difficult things and that is to make you more like Him. Not to mention, by going through hard things now, we become stronger and wiser than we could ever be if we hadn't. Does the Bible say that? James 1, verses 2 and 3. Wow, I guess you can be thankful for bad things. But they are still bad things. Are we not supposed to be sad about them? Hmm, that's a good question. A lot of the time, Christians learn these verses and they think that it's wrong to feel sad about bad things. This isn't true. And there are many times when the Bible says that God is saddened by things that are wrong. It's not wrong to be sad, but it's wrong to let sadness rule your life when you have the hope of Jesus. That makes sense. I guess I can be thankful for being sick, if only because I got to come here and learn a little. Yeah. And I guess it's better to not have breakfast on a rainy practice day than to have to eat gross milk and not be able to play at all. Is that what being thankful sounds like, Mr. Jacobs? We'll work on it. Are you done listening to the radio, girls? Yeah, I'll turn it off for you. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks, Gwen.